What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This has been the most tense podcast I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. Do we want to compare bylines? How many? Barry Horn. We're supposed to keep this thing moving, be fresh. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Mavericks. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Ballsy with a Z Podcast. And our guest now is Fran Frischilla, the guru at ESPN College College Basketball. He's also ESPN's guru of foreign players uh, available for the NBA draft. And what these two guys think is, is funniest is you actually knew my wife before I knew my wife. Is that correct? It is not only correct. Uh, we, we, were, we graduated from high school the same year, same high school. We ran around Barry in the same clique of about – uh, 15 friends and uh, was that a gang it was, it was kind of a yeah it was a, a mix of a jewish and italian gang from brooklyn <laughs> uh who well, we went to diners on friday nights and movies and hung out at the park and uh great memories of uh oh. that era well, and 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 it was fun you know what my, high school was this fran you know interesting madison high school in in the middle of flatbush one of its claim to fame. By the way, I'm not even in the Wikipedia page of notable alumni, but uh, the one claim to fame is Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Judge Judy, and at one time, about six or seven years ago, we had three sitting United States senators uh, serving at the very same time: Chuck Schumer, Bernie Sanders, Norm Coleman, and Norm, and Norm Coleman of Minnesota. You know, my, James Madison. My wife tells me that all the time. That must be in, in the Madison mantra. You know. She, she she tells me that, she tells me that all the time. But let, let's. We also haven't mentioned Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, she knew That's him. Right. She knew him in high school. Yeah, um, he was. I think he was a year behind us. Trying to, let's let's see who else we got here. You know, because I, Eric Nadell, the Rangers radio voice, Eric Nadell is a graduate of. No, Mid- I didn't know that. He's a graduate of Midwood. Oh. He's a graduate of oh. Midwood. Oh. Um, wow. And he's on the Midwood. Dis- he's a, he's on the Midwood Distinguished Alumni page. My father wow. was a graduate of Tilden High School. He's definitely oh, not on the Distinguished Alumni page. <laughs> yeah. This this podcast you're is not be, getting him any closer. This there podcast either. is going to be huge in Brooklyn. I'll I'll, I'll 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 tell you that. Chris Rock went to Madison. Chris Rock went to Madison. Says he withdrew before graduation. Well, you know what's amazing? Is this Evan? I, I can't tell. Yeah, it's this Evan. Is me. Yeah, Evan, you know what? Uh, you know, if your dad went to Tilden, and, and Barry certainly uh, would know this, although he wasn't from Brooklyn, it's one of the greatest places to ever grow up on this planet. Um, the, the the street smarts, the education, uh, sports teams, uh, the culture, uh, the diversity, I, I, I just can't say enough about what it's like to be from Brooklyn and uh the only thing be- uh, the only thing better Fran is to be from the Bronx I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so Barry I gotta disagree <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't know but let, let's let's where's Kevin from where's Kevin yeah from? where's Kevin from oh I'm a I'm a I was born here in Dallas I was born in the Grove actually I'm a Grove rat uh I grew up in Houston 
Well, and, Barry uh, and I, Barry and I are two guys that uh, we weren't born in Texas, but we got here as fast as we. There got. you go. Poor Bear, poor, <laughs> poor Kevin. You know who two of the senators were? Just before we get off of this topic, two of the senators that, that Fran just mentioned. Yeah. One was Bernie yeah. Sanders. Yeah, he, 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 did, he just oh, said that. Did he? Oh, he mentioned it. The yeah. other is Chuck Schumer. He yeah, said he, both he, of those. <laughs> things. I was busy well, looking up know, the page. Oh my! I, I knew Chuck. I knew Chuck's brother uh, Robbie, who was a year older than me. And uh, you know, lived right down the street from Madison High School. So well, let's 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 jump into uh, uh, who, who does Madison High School? Uh, who's the greatest basketball player to ever come? Who out of are Madison they producing for the draft this year that the Mavs? Fly, can take? Well, well, Fly, William, Fly Williams was the greatest player. Wow, that's In pretty good. Opinion. Yeah, although although Fuzzy Levine <laughs> played for the New York Knicks and was a great player and a longtime NBA scout, uh, he he played uh, at Madison. And Rudy Russo oh. played. And, and here's the interesting thing: Fuzzy Levine was Italian, and Rudy Russo was Jewish. Now figure that out. Rudy Russo went. I know, I know that he went to Dartmouth, and then he and he then did he, go to Dartmouth. and then he played for the Lakers. And I had his card. But anyway, who? Okay. If let, 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 now now people are, are going. What are these guys talking about? Tell us. I know. Let, let's talk about. Some some players some something if the Mavericks fall in the in the in the lottery, yes. who would you think would be worth taking a look at for the team for the Mavericks? The well, pick. first of all, I think that uh, I, in my opinion, and I think it's the opinion of many people that the, the number one pick is going to be Markel Fultz, who is a six foot four point guard out of Dematha High School in Washington D.C. Uh, almost as famous as James Madison, uh, but also playing now at the University of Washington. The team is not very good. He is the star of the team. Um, and in a league right now where 10 of the top 20 scorers in the NBA are point guards, this kid is a dynamic scoring point guard uh, who, um, you know, is, I think is a can't-miss guy. And, and I think he'll be the number one pick. I think the guy right behind him, uh, who reminds me an awful lot of Jason Kidd and is really one of the most exciting players to come into college in a long time is Alonzo Ball of UCLA. And I would put him in the category of passers with Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson, and that, that's saying something. That's pretty good. But, but he's, he's a once-in-a-generation playmaker, and I think those two guys are going to probably vie for number one one and number two in my opinion well let me ask you because that's kind of what i had been uh reading and seeing too uh about those two guys uh and and as much as i love the idea of a passer i mean i to yep. me I, i'm kind of old school about that i, I love a, po- a point guard who can who knows where to find yep. people you also like the set shot yeah yeah right he knew who, <laughs> he knew who fuzzy levain was yeah but but here, here's yeah. the thing when the league has gone so much to, or at least it, you know, you see what's happened in Golden State, where they have so many yeah. shooters, uh, and and the Mavericks uh, until recently seemed like had no shooters. <laughs> you know, they uh, now they have, they've been doing much better lately. Harrison Barnes has been a, a been a tremendous addition to the to the roster this year, and just lately, uh, Steph Curry's little brother has been pretty good. Uh, yep. So so uh, I, is it. Is that if the Mavericks are looking at that situation, don't they, if they had the choice of either one, they would just have to take Fultz just because of the fact that he is such a good shooter and, and is, yeah. as well as a point guard. I, I think Kevin, the game has changed in the NBA. You know, you have to you have to try to get scoring at every spot on the floor now. And guys like me who are old school, you know, who always, especially in college, you think of 
oh, you got to get a pass first point guard, a quarterback. That's really not how the NBA is. It's a space and pace game. Uh, the game is more up-tempo. Shooting is absolutely necessary to be a, a, a quality point guard in the league. And, and taking on a heavy scoring burden is also important from the point guard spot. Hence, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, John Wall, Damon Lillard. You know, we can go on and on, you know. And so I, I absolutely think Markell has probably got the edge there. And I hate to compare him, but he's got a little bit of James Harden, not quite as athletic as Russell Westbrook and electric, but athletic enough. And, and, he's, and he's a gifted player. And I'm, I'm not sure he's turned 19 yet, but it, it, if there's a, and he's got a high IQ and great character, uh, single parent. You know, I got a chance to work with him at the Under Armour camps, which I help run in the summer. So I know this kid, and, and he, he would be uh, – I think he's got NBA All-Star written all over him, but so does Ball. But I, I would lean towards Bolts for sure. So it, it, let's talk a little bit – one, one more guy name I want to bring up with you. I'm watching sure. the, the Kansas-Kentucky game the other night and watching Josh Jackson yeah. play. Uh, and, and, and he's really a tremendous talent as well. I got, it seems yeah. to have a really good all-around game. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts about him? Yeah, well, I, I, I've, I've earned my Kansas Letterman jacket this year based on doing about 10 games. And uh, I, I, it, Josh is another guy I know well and have watched him come up through the high school and AAU scene. Uh, high motor guy. Um, it's hard to say that someone is as competitive as Kevin Garnett was, but Josh has a – he's a good kid, but he's got that mean streak in him on the court. Um, the outside shooting is the one question mark. He's athletic. He's a gifted passer, rebounder, can handle it, plays tough, highly competitive. Um, the other night he made some threes, but he's going to have to extend his range if he's going to be what I would say an NBA all-star type. If he doesn't extend his range, he's going to be a, a very solid NBA player, but I'm not sure all-star status is in the cards for him at this moment. But no doubt he's going to be a top five or six pick and uh, – Someone's going to love the competitiveness. He's going to he's going to battle uh, older players right away when he gets to the league. Grant, uh, what what the three players you've you've talked about thus far have in common? I think is they're all freshmen, correct? Yes, and, a lot uh, of freshmen. Uh, how draft. how deep do you have to go in the draft to find somebody who's not a freshman? Oh, it's a good question. Um, you know, uh, the, one of the older guys in this draft is a sophomore, Ivan Rapp from California. Oh, he's an old man. And I said, yeah, I say that jokingly because. Uh, uh, and not having a list in front of me, there aren't a lot of quality upperclassmen that you're going to take before some of these freshmen, in part because of uh, you know the tremendous long-term potential that a younger player would have over a guy three years older. So while there are exceptions, certainly, and we you know we've seen them in the past. Last year, Buddy Heel comes to mind. Sure, I think he went sixth or seventh, and he was a senior. By and large, teams are drafting young players because they feel there's much more of a ceiling for them with which to improve and they get their hands on them earlier and get to develop them the way they want them as opposed to leaving it in the hands of a college coach but i i know kevin wants to get to uh, a yogi a yogi question here but before we do yeah. that is, is, are there is there anybody uh putting on your other hat are there any foreign yeah. foreign players who we should we should be taking note of absolutely there'll be five or six in the first round again and the one guy that's the, probably the most – well, 
you know, interestingly, Barry, the young man at Arizona, Lowry Markkinen, is a is a young, is a freshman who's tearing it up, and a lot of people compare him in terms of his shooting to a young Dirk, um, and he's from Finland at seven feet tall and only eighteen or nineteen. Uh, he's going to go in the top six or seven. But the one kid who's not in college that you'll be hearing about in the lottery is, uh, and it's a tough name to spell, Frank Nitalikina, who is a six foot five point guard out of France, uh, who uh, is playing in the French professional league right now. Uh, he's not a star there, but he's playing quality minutes as a young player. And if you think about it, the French league. Is, uh, has been very good at producing a lot of quality NBA players, obviously going back to Parker and Diaw, but more recently guys like Batum and Rudy, Rudy Gobert and others. Now let me we get back to my question about uh, what we've seen the last two days, and this is so crazy that the, the Mavericks yeah. signed Yogi Ferrell to a 10-day contract. He starts his first game Sunday in San Antonio yep. against the Spurs, uh, plays a great game, they win that game, Comes back here, starts the game against the Cavs, has an even better game against the Cavs, and uh, <laughs> a win there. So, uh, is, is this a clearly a, a process of, of of teams just not not gaming for him? They just don't know what he brings and what he's going to do, or is this guy got something? Well, here's where I would say, Kevin, he's an outlier uh, in a league that values bigger guards. There are very few Isaiah Thomases uh, in the league. Uh, but they are there. There's probably five or six of them. Ironically, Isaiah Thomas was the 60th pick in the, first, in, the, in the draft. So he was the last pick in the draft. I watched Yogi a lot in college. Uh, he came out of a program that values uh, development and improvement. His coach, Tom Crean, was very hard on him to improve. Uh, last year, he was one of the dynamic players in college basketball. I think what scares teams off all the time is size. And I don't know what happened in Brooklyn. Uh, obviously, the Nets are the Nets for a reason. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not sure that this is a, a precursor of what Yogi's going to be, but he's a very skilled, talented player who's going to have to overcome being 5'11 or 6 feet. Um, and if he does continue to play even near the level he's playing, uh, let's say 75% of it, and becomes a viable role player, then he's overcome the odds because of the fact that positional size in the NBA is usually important. Fran, is, is, since we've, we've moved on to the topic of, of some of the foreign-born players, I, I, I wanted to uh, ask you this, and I, I know your job is evaluator more than anything else, but I, I know the NBA has reached out to the Department of State to get some kind of clarification yes. on the immigration yep. situation. Uh, what are you hearing? Uh, I, there's certainly some NBA players who could be impacted. Are you hearing it could impact any potential draft uh, options? I don't think so, Evan. I don't. I think, uh, and I'm not going to get into the politics of this. I, absolutely, I, absolutely. I, I imagine this is going to be cleared up. You know, I imagine this is, uh, uh, forget the fact that uh, Donald Trump is the president. And those of us who grew up in New York have followed him for many years. I, I cannot imagine that this is going to be a major issue once all these uh, policies are ironed out. Um I, the last I checked, there were no. Now, I was going to say there are no players coming out of Iraq and Iran and Yemen. Right. South Sudan's a little different story because I, I believe one of the one of the seven countries is the Sudan. Correct. Right. Um, and and I don't think it'll affect the South Sudan. Actually, I've talked to some 
young college players this year from South Sudan, and uh, I said, how is your country? And they said, by and large, it's safe, although we have some pockets of terrorism. The young man, Joe Luau Achuel, who starts at Baylor, is from South Sudan. And and I I expect that, uh, given the fact that very few players are coming from these countries that have been on the on this on this list um i doubt it's going to affect uh anybody coming over here you know internationally you know out of the draft or into the nba the next few years and that that was the uh, the sudan situation was the one that kind of interested me because i believe the nba had reached out kind of on the behalf of uh, and i forgot what the active nba player was but i think Thon maker the yes, fresh, the rookie from the Milwaukee Bucks. Correct, exactly. He's got Sudanese parents, I believe. Yes, okay. yes. So, I, I, you know, again, I don't know the, the details of what they'll do at the State Department. I can't imagine that there were, aren't going to be, uh, you know, a waiver situations. Okay, there's. But, the, you yeah. haven't heard from any any of your foreign sources that there are players that are are nervous about this or or anything like that. You know, I don't think so. I, I think a, a, let's take a young player from, uh, let's say Serbia or Croatia. They're they're, a, they're you know these kids come over here with some trepidation already because they're new, coming to a new culture, and by and large, a good agent is going to acclimate them well, allay their fears, and uh, the vast majority, almost every international player that comes to college or the NBA feels like they've landed in Disneyland. You know. <laughs> right. um, and so I, I honestly don't think it'll be a major issue in the long term. All right, let's get go from the State Department to the Mavs Department here again. Uh, okay. If you're if you're in the if you're running the Mavs right now, Fran, you're in charge. Yep. You're you're Donnie Nelson. Do you go and Donnie talk? Nelson's not in charge. Well, he's well. You're right. Okay. Uh, you're if, Mark Cuban. Yeah, if you're Mark Cuban, and you go to yeah. the and you go to there and you go to Rick Carlisle and say, "Hey, uh, let's 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 back off the pedal here," or do you tell them, "Listen, play this out"? I, I know that you. I know everybody wants to win, and, I, and that's what yep. you need to do. Yep. Uh, is Mark L. Fultz a good enough player that he is worth tanking for? Well, I would, the, the problem, Kevin, is I would say no because even if you tank for him, there's no guarantee. You, you know, you're going to get the right. number one or number two pick. That's right. the that's the scary part with this lottery. Yeah, you get a few more ping pong balls, I guess, uh, or however they do it nowadays. But I, I and and I think this Philadelphia thing is going to work out famously. But a lot of that was not just the tanking, but some pretty shrewd trades by by uh, Sam Hinkie, I think they're going to pan out really well. But I think in the case of the Mavericks, because they're so accustomed to, you know, pushing for playoffs, and that's not in the cards this year, um, I, I just don't know if it's worth just tanking, unless you decide you're going to play all your young guys, figure out what you got at the, by the end of the year, and uh, in the process probably lose a few more games than you expected to, but it still doesn't guarantee you're going to get the number one pick. Having said that, if they're in the first five, six, seven picks, there's a good chance this year, because there's a number of really good players, a deeper draft than normal, uh, that they're going to get a quality rookie. Uh, but I caution people about rookies because, um, yeah, they go to, when they go to bad teams, they get a chance to play a lot, but they don't really affect the wins and losses. It takes these kids a number of years to really have an impact on an NBA team in terms of its winning. Fran, I, I, I know you, you didn't get to see the Maverick game last night because you were working a big yes. Monday game for ESPN, yep. but 
The most effective lineup the Mavericks had on the court, it seemed to me yes, last night, was when they had the young guys on the court. Right. Well, they didn't have yeah. any of them available. There's no Bogut. There's no Darren Williams. There's no J.J. Barea. There was very little Devin Harris. And frankly, very little Dirk Nowitzki. But who, and who was on the court when, when things were going best? All the young guys. All the young guys. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. as, as, as somebody who's lived in this market for 30 years, 40, I don't, I've lived here forever, um, you know, this is exciting. You know, I, I don't want to see uh, Devin Harris on the court anymore. I, yeah. I, I, I want to see guys who may have a future, not guys who've had a past. So yeah. maybe that's the Mavericks are better off just playing young. Barry just described everything that's not him. Everybody in this room. Guys without a future. <laughs> guys with a future and not with a past. Thank you. Thank you, Evan. Uh, you're welcome. It yeah. describes all of us, Barry. Well, because that, that, here, here's the thing that that that, uh, that Fran that went and, and kind of piggybacking on what Barry just said right then. I, when people say tanking to me, I, I I don't have the same connotation with that that I think a lot of fans do. Yeah. My yeah. my idea is is that hey, go out here and play these young guys and, and you try to win the games. You try you to have win the games with the young talent, with the young guys, and you and you get these guys experience and you see what you've got. And then so far we. You know, I think the biggest disappointment for me of this season is not their record; it's the fact that Justin Anderson can't get consistent time on the floor. And and I'm yeah. and I'm, I'm not saying that's Rick Carlisle's fault. I'm saying that he's he's not earning it. And I, I think that's a, that's an unfortunate thing to me because they have to decide long term is is yeah. Justin Anderson a keeper? Well, Justin Anderson well, is, is the kind of player Fran was talking about. He played four years at, yes. in, at Virginia. Um, are you surprised, Fran, uh, uh, Justin Anderson? No, no, I'm not. You know, I, and again, he's another guy I've been around uh, through his high school days and the college. He may have come out a year early. It's possibly played three guys. Yeah, right? I think it's three. Yeah, I think three is right. Yeah, and and, and uh, the thing about Justin, I really like him. He's a terrific kid, well spoken, bright. Um, I, he actually overachieved as a rookie. I, I was surprised that he had the you know the uh, the number of good performances. I, I think that barring his improvement. Uh, which has to take place uh, in the off season. I think what you're seeing is what you're getting. I yeah. really do, and, and and I think he's uh, and, you know he wasn't uh, you know he, it wasn't like he was a can't miss guy coming out of Virginia. He's got some good qualities. He's got good size for a wing. He's really athletic. You know, yeah, really athletic. But I, I think I think to Kevin's point, given the fact that the Mavs are where they are. And as a fan, I, I, I love Dirk, but I, I think this complete rebuilding process will not be able to go fully forward until Dirk retires likely after next season, 20 years. Um, but at the same time, I love the idea of playing young guys because uh, you're going to find out what you got. Um, and again, like uh, I think Kevin made a good point, it's not necessarily tanking. It's more about finding out what you got on your roster and then building off of that with the draft, and right now it looks like they're going to have a reasonably high pick. It's it's about fact-finding more than it is about tanking for me um, with, with yep. teams in that situation, especially with the Mavericks when you do have some young players that you think might have a future. It's another thing if you've just got a wholly awful team that, that you have to completely break down. Let me ask you what uh, – uh, before you there. Let Evan speak. No, no, I want to – because he's fixing to wrap up something. I, I can feel this right here. No, You're he a good question. He, he told me what his question is. Let he him did? ask. Yeah, yeah and you've, you've kind of – Enough already. Oh, my gosh. You didn't see that. I've been Friend, waved off. Friend, no, I, I don't know if this is a good question um, or is. not, and it may, not. it may be incredibly stupid, but since I haven't watched a whole lot of Big Monday this year at all. Not this year, Evan. Just were, talk about the past. Were you working with Brent this year at all? 
No, I uh, Brent uh, Brent and I had three fabulous years on yeah. Big Monday, and uh, last summer I think it was determined because he lives in Jupiter, Florida in the winter time, and he is connected to the SEC network uh, during the fall in the football season. That uh, everybody agreed it was a better idea to put Brent on SEC games, easier travel, didn't have to, as we say in Brooklyn, schlep to Ames, and. Uh, and it, and then, but having said that, I was stunned last week when uh, I found out that uh, you know Brent was going to retire, and tonight's the last game. I can just tell you, I had three absolutely incredible years. The guy is a font of knowledge, incredible stories. He's the Forrest Gump of of sports in that he's shown up in the most unique places uh, from. The Flutie catch to the triple overtime in 76, Celtic Suns, all the great Miami Hurricane games, uh, you know, NFL today, something that we probably all grew up with. Right. And the best part about it, Evan, was not doing the games with him, which was fun. It was being at lunch at McAllister's in Lawrence, Kansas, or Manhattan, Kansas, and having him regale us with stories uh, and allow us to pick his brain about you know, what Joe Willie was like or Jimmy the Greek. It was uh, it, it was just one of the best experiences of my broadcasting career. So have you spoken to him since he made the announcement? Uh, texted with him. Uh, he's not a guy that get, you get on the phone all the time. He just kind of, we text. Um, you know, we, I've been in touch with everybody who's close to him. Um, and, and I think it's going to be, I'm going to be watching tonight, you know, because it's the end of a, an incredible at least 50-plus year journey of his in uh, sports journalism. Very interesting, very interesting. All right, now back to basketball. Thank you, Evan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is that the other guy that we haven't talked about that made the big splash here, and since he went to the starting lineup, uh, the Mavericks were 7-3, and three, which is just phenomenal yeah. to me that this, that this stat, this is the most phenomenal stat for Seth Curry is that, yeah. is that they are 7-3 and three since he started uh, in the lineup. Why has the light gone on for him at 26, and, and B, yeah. will the light stay on? Well, that's a good question. i got to be honest. I haven't seen much of the Mavs lately because I've been locked into college hoops. I know Seth. I know the family. I help run Steph Curry's, uh, uh, what we call the uh, Steph Curry Elite Camp in the summer, where we actually have 20 of the best high school guards uh, working with Steph. And to be honest, uh, Markel Fultz, was one of those guys for two years, and, and Seth's always been around. I think there's a certain DNA that the family has. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, start, starting with Dell, and not, and not about just the shooting, but the professionalism. You know, you'll find no more professional NBA player than what Dell Curry was, and I think that's rubbed off on both sons. And Seth has gone the hard route. Uh, you know, he originally started his career at Liberty, ended up at Duke, uh, went from a role player to a star, uh, came to the NBA, spent time in the D-League, you know, started to make his bones last year. So I, I just think it, a lot of it is probably the fact that uh, he understands what it takes to be a professional, along with having the ability to put the ball in the basket. But uh, um, that family is really unique because they are grounded, um, it comes from mom and dad, and, you know, you see it every night when you watch uh, Steph play, and I'm sure you guys have noticed it with Seth as well. So before we wrap this up, I just want to talk about the most amazing thing about 
Priscilla's and point guards. You have a son who's yes. gra- who's graduating from <laughs> Harvard this year. Harvard, Harvard. Yeah. nice. You know, that that makes that, that makes after mom. That makes that makes Madison High School look like <laughs> chicken feed. So I, I just want to. Yeah, by the way, do do you know Fran's wife Meg used to work at the Southwest Conference? Yes, I covered the Southwest Conference. Oh, so you knew, I, you I knew, knew her. His, I knew, knew his lovely wife before he did. I bet. Uh, oh, so so and I knew your wife before you did. Wow! Right. Are yeah. you, what, are, what are you saying, Barry? No, I'm just saying the, it's, 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 we've come full circle. He knew my wife before I did. You knew his wife before he did, and I knew your wife before you did. Evan, you're an expert on wives. Take us out of this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wait, <laughs> where do I go with that, by the way? I don't, there's, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> there is nowhere to go. Fran, I, I don't know how often you've ever tuned into our podcast, and God can only hope that it hasn't been often. Um, yeah. But uh, this is kind of what Barry does is – Brings us to a screeching, awkward, uncomfortable halt. <laughs> um, we would like to thank you for being here uh, and um, regaling us with tales of Madison High School, Brent Musburger, the draft, and what a, and foreign policy. Yeah, we got it all. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I enjoy I enjoy all you guys, and I have to tell you, as a newspaper nut, of course, I grew up in the Daily News, New York Post, Long Island Press, etc. Um, Dallas Morning News, I think, has one of the best sports sections in America. You know, that, um, that's going to be the headline when they put this in the paper, by the way. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I stand by that. I'm a newspaper nut, and I uh, I love my morning news. You guys cover everything, and uh, uh, you know, from pro sports to college to high school, and then you got to be commended for being part of a great team. How's that? Thank you for saying that very, very much. Thanks, Fran. Thanks for being with us. Great being with you guys. Thank you. Take, Take care. care. Thanks, Fran. Thanks. Yep. Well, there goes Fran Frischella, Barry's good friend. I thought he was, you know, he was great because what's so great about Fran is that uh, he knows everything. He knows everything. He's got a connection to everybody, and he's got an opinion about him, too. He's got an opinion. And I like, you know, the man works every, sounds like he works every NBA summer camp or NCAA summer camp going, too. Yeah. Uh, he gets to know people. I think that the takeaway for me from all that is that what he said about Justin Anderson, first of all. Yeah, that's that was sad. Not good. I, I think what he's talking about there is that, that uh, Justin Anderson's his, uh, outside shot has to be much more consistent. And if he's not if he if he can't be a three and D guy, he's not gonna make it in this league. And that's what he was advertised as. That's what he was at. Well they they hoped he would be that. You know but, what that, I, but that's the gamble you take at the bottom of the first round. As a, as I pointed out the other day in a column, I know Barry hates to hear that. The Spurs have done a pretty good job of finding guys at the bottom of the first round. The the, the Mavericks have not. Well, my so that's take, why they need to get in the lottery. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I just learned this that Because um, you've been on your laptop the whole time. Both both Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer went to uh, Fran Fraschella's high school. <laughs> that was the and Norm Coleman. Talk about shutting down the podcast is when he and Fran had just said that, and then, and then Evan goes, "Hey, do you know who those senators were?" Yes, because Evan. Because I want everybody to get an image of what goes on in here. You and I listen, and we and and we listen to the guests. Evan's on the other side of the room on his laptop, googling things, googling away, and and. He missed he missed, you miss a lot, Evan. I missed the two senators' names, but there's the third, Norm did, Coleman. Did also. you miss when we had Rick Carlisle on? Yes. Yeah, he was right in the middle. But I don't you, know if but, you got but, that. Yeah. But you know the most interesting thing about all those Madison, the, the highest paid person of them all is Judge Judy. She makes like forty million dollars a year. That's she really? Yeah, I think so. She's the highest paid. That's a great gig. Yeah. <sighs> That's okay, great, Evan. Barry. Let's 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 thanks. Let's thank everybody who was on our podcast. Who Evan, was on the podcast? Evan, who was on? Did, who did you hear when you weren't uh, googling? 
Uh, well, I conducted an interview with Doug Brokale with no help from you. Thank you, Barry. You did wow. well. You 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 boxed us out. Go ahead. Uh, the Rangers, <laughs> Rangers pitching coach broke down his pitching staff this year, and we talked p- pitching. Kevin and I had a wonderful conversation about pitching philosophy, and then we had uh, NFL draft expert uh, Dane Brugler to Go- talk. Uh, guru, he's a guru. guru. He's an expert. He's a guru. Uh, we talked. How do you get to be a guru anyway? Uh, his it name? involves a Maharashi and. Is that um, what it is? And one of the uh, Himalayan mountains. He should change his name to Bragulo. Bragula. Evan, come on, let's go. Let's wrap it up. We have lunch to go to. Wow. Everybody, uh, Barry (laughs) just had a stroke, so we've got to go. Um, You should have seen Barry trying to say that. (laughs) And then then Fran Fraschella, who was... was, And then whatever you just said, however you... Awful. We need to use. We need to. I'm going to say we, we don't get Fran, Fran on enough. I like to say, I, although you got him, it was my idea, and I like to take credit for that. It was yes, but like everything else, you came up with the idea and then got needed somebody it? else to follow through. Sure, that's, that's right. That's what genius there, is. There are. You should be an editor. That's there are. I, is, yeah. There <laughs> are idea men like Kevin and I, and then there are the grunts like you. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Take care. Good night. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.